You are listening to God the MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition Podcast, Episode 018. Welcome to the Godly MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition. This is the only podcast that will share and teach actionable and biblical marketing strategies to empower you, the value-based business owners and Christian entrepreneurs. Learn to communicate your message effectively in this noisy world so you can finally earn more, serve more, and give more. Now, here is your host, Kelly Botter. Hello, Kelly Botter here. Welcome to God the MBA podcast. In today's digital age, we have all the technology enables us to connect and meet virtually with our audience and clients all over the world. Myself included, I have been in my virtual business since 2008. But still, nothing can compare with meeting people in person, giving each other a hug, chatting over for a cup of coffee, or even better, attending a live event to get engaged and network with like-minded entrepreneurs. I think it's safe to say that for many of you who are listening now, you probably at least have attended one or more industry events this year alone, or maybe at least witness some of them happening. As attendants, we kind of know there is a lot of work to run live events, but exactly how much work is involved and what motivated those event hosts to do so. Are they making a lot of money? Well, today we can get all the questions answered and more. Our guest is my good friend, Isabella Russell. She and Mike Russell, her husband, are the founders of the New Media Europe Conference. It's a unique event that is aimed at podcasters, bloggers, social media visionaries, content creators, entrepreneurs who are looking to up their game through the effective use of new media tools. I was there twice already in last two years. They are also running a very successful audio branding company called music radio creative well if you are listening to this episode or this podcast for a while our intro and outro are the production for them they get to work with over 300 customers every single month and touch 197 countries annually with the audio they create Today's episode is a part one of how to create successful live events. We will cover topics like top tips to run a successful live events and the benefits of running live events. Also, the common mistakes of running live events. Also, the common mistakes of running live events. Then next week, we will check with Mike to talk about the marketing side of promoting your live events. So do come back next week as well. Now, let's check with Isabella. 
Hello, Isabella. So happy that you are here. Thank you so much for having me here, Kelly. I'm I'm super thrilled to be here. Well, it's like you are part of my inspiration. That <laughs> how I started this podcast, or should I say, kind? I just be kicked. Kicked, kick in the right direction, right? <laughs> exactly. So, Isabella, maybe you can share with us a little bit about where you're from and who you are, and how on the earth that you became this the founder of the New Media Europe. <laughs> Have we got enough time for all of this? I yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I am based on a beautiful Isle of Wight in the UK. I've been living in the UK now for for the ten years, which just sounds crazy to think about. It. But I'm originally from Poland, so I am, I am actually, I guess, Polish still. But I'm British too, <laughs> so dual nationality here. And uh, New Media Europe is is something I do with my husband. So we are dual partners and crime. Everything we do is, is always something we do together. Uh, we run a number of businesses, one of them being New Media Europe. And it already started from a very selfish desire to meet other like-minded people. <laughs> we wanted to get all the cool people into one place. And we started with looking for podcasters. So podcasting has been our kind of um, gate into into this new media world, into this wonderful new media world. And in 2014, we just started very much inspired by um, conferences in the US. We started with uh, small meetups, UK podcasters meetups. And after one year, we've uh, realized that it's not just podcasting. There is actually so much more in that world. Everyone needs to know how to use social media and all of the tools that come with it, um, how to do content marketing, how to be a great internet marketer. And this space changes so, so fast. So we've, we've rebranded uh, in 2015 to New Media Europe, and this is what it is today. Wow. And also, that I know you guys have the other main business. It's That's right, Music Radio Creative. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you guys listen to this podcast, that amazing intro and outro is from them. <laughs> Can you kind of share with us that what do you do in that side of business? Sure. So, so this business is much, much older. So Mike started this in 2005. So this has been going on for longer than uh, we have actually been together. But we started to work on this together back in 2011. And I kind of, at that time, I was uh, working full time in banking. So my background, sort of working background, is actually banking out of all of the places. And I remember the moment where I just sort of, you know, it was ticking away in the background for Mike. Mike was the one sort of managing everything. And I just sort of sat down there and I was just very curious. And I just started to look at all the different things and learn and ask a thousand and one questions a minute to Mike. So, so what is a jingle? You know, why is it called radio promo? And, you know, all sorts of <laughs> things like that. And, and he was very patiently explaining. But I took on that business under my umbrella from the from the business perspective. So the creative side was very much something Mike really liked to do. And the business side was something I was very curious about. I was, um, at that point, I started to study for Open University. I started my degree in business studies. And that was a very interesting case scenario for me. So I just took it on as a project to start with. But I loved it so much that it turned out to be now my full-time job <laughs> and uh, a business that grew tenfold since I started literally it literally grew tenfold when it comes to turnover which is yeah it's just even crazy to, to think about 
But I just, I've loved it so much. I just sort of dived into all sorts of different parts of the business. And now we, we work with radio stations, we work with DJs, uh, we work with podcasters, but we also work with businesses, anyone who needs audio. So, you know, we, we could be creating this amazing radio station imaging package, or we could be working with a worldwide known DJ on, on his branding for his mixes, or a podcaster like yourself, or it could be a business that needs a TV commercial or a radio commercial. So it's just the, the span of products and services is as wide as it can be. <laughs> That's really fantastic. Isabella, so I know you guys have how many kids? Two. Two. How are they? They are great. They are, Zara is four and a half and Zane is one and a half. So still very young children. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is... Well, that's an awesome age. Uh, you know, mine is 14 and 17 now. <laughs> the reason why I mention, guys, it's, you know, I attended New Media Europe twice. And you should have seen this couple. I mean, they, <laughs> they gave them all. And I don't have idea how they make it. But today, I just want to kind of mention that, uh, Isabella, that can you share with us a little bit journey? Because everybody know live events is not easy. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy at all. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you can kind of share with us a little bit behind the scene what it looked like to oh. create this like a live events-based business you know one one thing that's important to mention is the fact that you know before 2014 we've never done any live events so we are we are very much still newbies when it comes to that space in in all different ways you can imagine but but i'm also looking at it as a very good positive because I look at things and I, I want to find the best way to do it. So uh, rather than just coming with an assumption of this is how it's always been done, I always just, just look at it from the very fresh perspective. I say, okay, if I was to do this, this is how I would do it and logically take it step by step. And I think quite a lot of the time we we manage to do something in a much more efficient way than perhaps somebody who has been organizing conferences for the last 10 years would do simply because of that fresh approach and fresh eyes. But it is not easy. Um, I mean, we learn each year there is something that will come up and we will learn. So to give you an example, in 2015, when we announced the conference, so from the point of the announcing the conference and actually the conference, we left, I think it was 10 or 11 months between that. So we effectively dived into 11 months of work. But one thing we realized after the first event was that actually, hang on a second, we don't have to do it like that. It does not have to be 11 months of work. So we changed that into six months of work. And that work worked very, very well for us. And again, we are doing it this year. You know, we, we are going to just announce and, and make everything public probably six months before the event because it worked for us personally. It worked very well. And the fact that we have another business that we still have to run makes it kind of easier. So now we are getting a lot of questions as to, okay, so when is the next one? You know, what's happening with the 2017? Where is it? And, and all of that. And we're like, well, well, we actually genuinely don't know. <laughs> and we won't know for the next few months. But that's part of the plan. So it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> so it's hard to explain to people, but it's just how, how we do it. But it's, it's difficult because it's almost as if, you know, you are looking at this huge puzzle. You, when you start, when you know, okay, I know the date, I know the place. 
then you have this huge puzzle ahead in front of you and you have to make all of the pieces fit by the time the conference actually happens so that on the day everything runs smoothly and perfectly. I am a bit of a control freak which really helps with <laughs> organizing our events because I have to know where everyone is at every single point in time. I need to know what they are going to do next, you know, and, and just it really genuinely helps because you, you kind of think ahead and that skill of thinking ahead is very, very important because then you don't run into any surprises. Also, another thing that I, I tend to do a lot is with everything, where there are perhaps moving pieces, I will always want to know what the worst case scenario is so that I'm prepared for the worst, but I would obviously hope for the best. But being prepared for the worst is, is the best thing you can do. Okay, so basically we now we learned two points. One is yeah. thinking ahead. Absolutely. And the other one is, what do we do if the worst scenario happened? Which is great. Um, anything else? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it already comes down to, to those two points. Everything else is, well, a big part of organizing life events is contacts. So you need to be prepared to be open to talk to many, many different people from many different niches. And you also need to very quickly recognize who's an action taken and who's not. So throughout the span of six months, you know, I don't even know how many conversations I had. I genu- if, even if I tried, I would not be able to recall that. But out of all of those conversations, only a handful were actually genuinely kind of worthwhile, worth my time conversations. So it's very easy to have a diary full of conversations. And this is something I'm still working on, but it is knowing which one of those conversations are going to be to be good and, and having some sort of maybe screening way to, to immediately know whether that person is going to be worth your time or not. But then, I mean, until you really talk to somebody, you will not know. So it's, you, you have to be open and, and you have to be prepared. That's just how it is. So, so we are so far, we are so. Yeah, I think in live events, it's really, we, we say all of us, we are in people business, mm. but especially live events. Yes. You know? yeah. And uh, I used to work in hotel. Mm. So it's kind of the other side, right? It's up the right side. So I see all those event organizers, you mm. know, I mean, how many conversations just between the hotel yeah. and the organizer oh, already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I look, I have one trail of emails with a hotel. And I think from the time we started a conversation and by the time we finished, we must have exchanged at least 200 emails. So just, just to give you an idea, yeah, you, you talk with a lot of people. So it's, it's just a matter of trying to be really kind of to the point and, and you really need to know what you want in order to get it. So you, you have to make up your mind before those conversations happen. So it's, it's quite important and it takes some time and to learn that skill. And we are still learning, but yeah, just, just kind of being aware of that helps. And I think, you know, uh, that reminded me, my mentor, John C. Maxwell, had a very good book called uh, Everybody Communicates, mm. Few Connects. Mm, that's true. Right? Yeah. And I think, in, especially in this case we are talking about, that it's have to kind of find a way right away, feel like, mm-hmm. you know, who really connected. Yeah. And to support the event. Yeah. So, Isabella, if I'm going to ask you, say, what are some few top points, benefits to run an event mm. in the business standpoint, what would you say? 
Okay, definitely don't go into the uh, live events thinking you are going to become a millionaire overnight. Uh, <laughs> you are not? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've talked with so many event organizers from all over the world. So I've, I've throughout, throughout the, uh, ever since we started New Media Europe, I've, I genuinely connected with a lot of people. I've attended a lot of conferences as well. And there is one theme that runs for all of those conversations. And it is, yeah, it takes five, sometimes seven years to actually start making money. And it's true. It really is true. Uh, so so definitely you need to come to this space and have some, some kind of stash of money <laughs> to fund it all to start with um, because yeah it, it just does not happen overnight uh, especially if, if you are hoping to build a community you you can't do it overnight it takes time and it takes persistence and consistency um, so you you genuinely have to be prepared for that as to what you can take out I think connections and that's the most important thing I mean if you if you think about it in life with everything we do knowing the right people is the best thing you can do you know that that's that's the only thing that truly matters because it doesn't matter what you do right now but you know if you, if you know the right people in the future they can help you too so just building those meaningful connections and really looking after them which is which is a key because you know it's one thing to make a connection but another thing to look after it and um you know to nourish it along the way that's super important but you can get really really good connections as a result of a conference um also um community i mean for, for us it's always been the goal it's it's always been a community we always wanted to create a community of amazing people not only for the people but also for us because you know we wanted to get to know all the cool people out there so i, I think it really depends on what your goals are and some of them will be easily accomplished through organizing events others will come as a result of that so you have to be clear as to why you do it and and evaluate whether, whether that's that's possible but um yeah definitely money is probably a side effect eventually once you know if, if you go through it and if you are persistent i think eventually you will get to that point but um yeah i hope that answers the question well uh, it does and what are the common mistakes that you can share with us that you know hmm. that we can try to avoid um don't rely on anyone that's that's what i mean on anyone this may sound very kind of <laughs> like oh, so you are all on your own right no but it, it it takes time to to get to know people so if you jump on a brand new relationship and you immediately rely on them to do certain things then that relationship could could be put into um, put at risk, but also the task at hand could fall through. So you, you have to make sure to be on top of every everything. You have to be the boss, you know, as, as the event organizer. If it's one or two people who organize it, then split the, the responsibility. But you have to be on top of it. Um, if, if you are not, the moment you lose your side of it, everything falls down. So that's, that's one thing. Um, but then number two will kind of slightly contradict that because you can't come with an assumption that you can do it all yourself. So you have to bring people into your world. So the point one is really more about making sure to manage that 
but point two is just stressing the importance of the fact that you have to find experts for different things. So, and there is so much to do when it comes to the organization of the event. So, you know, the, the logistics on the day is one thing, but there is so much when it comes to the marketing. The marketing is a huge, that's a monster of it all. And that is really what will drive the success of the event. So don't undervalue that. Put a lot of stress on marketing would be, would be my other thing to say. That's great. Yeah, it's a pity that Mike is not here today, but we're gonna tr- <laughs> we're gonna find an opportunity to talk to him because I absolutely he did a fantastic job in the yeah. marketing uh, yes. for New Media Europe. Yeah, he's he's been really, really, really on it, and he he committed himself. It's been very tough on him, you know. <laughs> At the end of it, he said those, uh, you know, a hundred days nearly killed me. <laughs> you know, he was like, this nearly killed me because, you know, it it took a lot out of him. That was definitely a big, big thing. But then, you know, it it was a positive thing, and uh, he personally, you know, not not just the conference itself, but he personally benefited from that as well. So. Yeah. yeah, so for you guys out there listening to this, okay, don't take it wrong. What Isabella shared today, it's not about, oh my goodness, it's a lot of work, oh, everything's bad for the life, and that's not it. It's really that we want to share the, the raw, the real side, right, yeah. to uh, how to utilize the live events. If you are planning to have one, you know, we don't yeah. want you... We don't want you go into this journey with you know mm. blindsided, and, that, and that's the whole point of this interview. So, you know, Isabella, I gotta say, uh, I think not only myself. I mean, uh, all the attendants, I would say, from New Media Europe, we are so inspired by you guys because we knew that uh, you guys have really poured the heart and soul in, not just. You know, just not just three years of business. Uh, the connection is real, mm. and and the community are yeah. tight. It's tight, yes. and so I mean that alone speak a lot of volume of your success already. I hope you know that. <laughs> thank you. That's, it's always nice to hear it. So thank you. <laughs> so, you know, can you share with us any funny story or moments that you have experienced in, in your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. So uh, I guess the, <laughs> the funny point was that at the very beginning so this goes back to 2011 when I started to just just have a little play with business and just to see oh yeah you know this works this this works so it's very interesting how I, I think all of us we we all have very clear talents for certain things so and it, it sometimes takes a long time to realize that or, or to even admit that I don't know you know sometimes we are very um I don't know, shy, not shy, but kind of, we don't want to believe that we are as good as we are, if that makes sense, (laughs) right? So um, from the very, very beginning, well, now I know this, I didn't know it then, but from the very beginning, I was really good with people and uh, managing people within our organization. And it's it's interesting because back in 2011, Music Radio Creators, Creative was just one voice and that was Mike. Now, on the other hand, we have nearly 100 voices, so you can just see how this changed in this period of time. It's a great success. It, it is a great success, but, you know, and, and this is something that... I worked on over the last the last few years, but I, I remember the very first voice we took on, and it's you know looking back at it, it's it's really funny, but 
it, we had a customer who was in Uganda. That was a Ugandan customer. And he said, okay, I've, I've got this radio station in Uganda and we need two voices. We need a male voice and we need a female voice. And Mike was like, oh, you know, I can do the male voice, but there's no way I can record this in a female voice. So what are we going to do? And, you know, anyone who knows Mike personally knows that, you know, when it comes to that, that kind of situations, Mike is just like hands up in the air and is like, I do not know what to do. <laughs> so that was the first moment where I was like, okay, you know, hang on a minute. There is this, this lady you work with at the radio station. Her name is Mima. What's her number? Let's call her and let's, let's get her to do this for us. And I just, you know, took that on and I was like, okay, okay, let's do that. So we took on Maima on board. She's still with us today. Actually, one of the projects she, she does is for Social Media Examiner. They, they short podcasts. She's actually the voice of that now. So wow, now that, can, <laughs> that can link, <laughs> link some, some dots that's for you there. It, it's funny because it's like Mike just threw it at me and he was like, I don't know what to do with this. You know, it's just like, I, I just, I don't want to even begin to think what I need to have in place for this and I just stood there and I was like okay so you know we need a voice talent agreement we need this we need that and it just kind of went out of me you know out of nowhere somebody who's in banking you know has no idea about at that point I didn't know what different radio jingles were what were the differences between them and you know how to make them and all of that now I know this but back then it was just kind of came out so naturally to me and I was like that's what we are going to do and after that we've been pretty much a month <laughs> we took on 10 other voices because I was like in my flow I'm yeah I can do this <laughs> bring on the next one <laughs> so yeah I mean to me <laughs> to me that that's something that I always remember and Mike always laughs at that but from that point it was very clear to him he's like yeah when it comes to people at our organization I do not touch this <laughs> so. well but that's why you guys are a couple Absolutely, absolutely. And, and we have a very clear divide into what we are good at. So there are, there are things I don't touch, but Mike does them perfectly well and vice versa. <laughs> That's great. That's another question, actually. I think I'm going to ask that on behalf of my audience. That <laughs> okay. <laughs> as a couple, yes. that you guys work together, live together, everything together, parenting together, right? What is the biggest challenge? Having the the clear line drawn from between business business and and life, so so and it always changes. So especially when you know when when we started, Zara was just a few months old. So anyone who who has children knows that okay, everything changes so fast when they are this little because you know it's like they go through different routines. So it was like. Oh, okay. Now, now, you know, she goes to sleep at this time, wakes up that time. Okay. It's good. We're good. We know what we are doing. Fine. And then the next month it just changes. And it's like, no, this nap has dropped. So we need to do something different. <laughs> so, you know, now she's at the stage where, yeah, it's, it's all working, but then we have Zane and, you know, he's going through that change and we have two, so it all works differently. So it's kind of constantly moving and it's very difficult for us to actually land at that perfect work-life balance scenario because so much is changing with kids with us and with business so yeah it's just a constant juggle at the moment I sometimes feel like I work in a circus just juggling all the different balls um, in my hands but I'm sure it will settle at some point <laughs> yeah it will it will yeah. <laughs> but what is the best thing that you guys work together it's the fact that we understand each other so uh, you know we we don't have this kind of uh, scenario where you know we we 
I don't know, finish work for the day and we talk about, oh, this happened or that happened. It's like we, we, we actually have so many different things to talk about. We never run out of them. So that's, I guess, one of the, the best things of working together. But also the, the fact that and it, it comes almost so naturally to us. It always is that if, if one of us has the kind of down day, it, another one always has the up day. So we, we can always shift each other's up when we need to. And that, that has been working wonderfully for us because it helped with both business, but also, you know, the, the personal relationship because we all go through down times. There is no exclusion. I mean, you ha- there is no superhuman out there. Everyone has good and bad times, down times, and, you know, more productive, less productive times. But it's just, just having somebody who, who can support you in those da- down times. That's very important. Yes, and I'm glad you pointed out, you know, as a pros and cons, right? I think the pros is you guys are in the kind of same language. When I yeah. say same language, it's like if you tell Mike about, oh, it doesn't work in the plug-in, he will right away understand what it yeah. means. Yeah. Not my husband. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes my husband came home and then asked, so how are you today? And if I have a long face and then he'll say, oh, what's going on? In my mind... I was thinking, I'm not so sure I even want to start it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it could be good too, you know. So, so there are pluses and minuses. I, I yeah. think that you, you can make the best out of every situation you are in. I genuinely believe so. I also believe that not every couple is capable of working together. So I've seen some couples that would be a total disaster to work together. I know some couples that work together and they are amazing. We, we have some really good friends who work together and they're just like a power couple. And it's fantastic to see that. But uh, yeah, not everyone is capable of doing that. Um, it, it takes certain personalities, certain skill sets, um, and just, just finding that one thing that you can both love and, and grow together. Yeah, exactly. So Isabella, what is one of your godly MBA moments? Meaning the moment that you realize, oh, my business is way beyond just business. Yeah. I, I, do you know, I, I have those quite often, which is really good. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> it is great because because that's, for me, that is a reminder that w- what I do is I, I'm meant to do this. So that's, that's, that's important. And I think that if you don't have those moments, that's where you need to start worrying and rethinking as to what you are doing. So, you know, the, I mean, the, those could be very, very little, little things that happen, or they could be very, you know, a big ma- magnitude moments where I'm like, ah, okay. But, um, you know, the, the, from the very, very start, when, when we started to work together, at the beginning music radio creative now also new media europe it was it was the time when i was sitting in the evening and i was really excited about you know i can't even remember what it was but it was something to do with work and i was really excited about it and we were talking together with mike and you know we we would you know have a bottle of wine and you know we would chat normal couples would chat about i don't know whatever else right but we we just sit there and and we talk about the future how how we want this to work how it's going to impact our customers and you know we are just so excited it's like this is our life this is not our work this is our life this is what has meaning for us this is what what creates defines us this is what makes us who we are you know i mean I, i personally changed so much ever since 2011 you know I, I I'm totally different person than I was and it, I attribute that entirely to, to both of our businesses so it, it, it is 
a number of little little moments that contribute to that big realization and and I will start being worried if I don't have those little moments because that's where I I really genuinely am grateful for what I do because I understand that this is this is my place this is where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do how the new media euro you know I think we just finished this year you know uh, just a few months ago how did I make you feel when you saw old friends new friends and they are all on their journey in the different stage of the journey. Yes. And they got together because of you guys put this together. <laughs> it's a huge honor, but it's also a huge responsibility. But it's, it's wonderful because we've seen so many d- different transformations, different collaborations that happened on the back of New Media Europe. And, you know, the, we, we can see personal growth of, of people. You know, we've seen people who uh, left their full-time jobs and focused on something that they love to do. And, and they're super happy with that. This is wonderful. I mean, it's 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 amazing and and it, it sort of ties in with you know those those godly MBA feelings of okay you know this is this is truly something with a purpose and you know we, we are at the right place we, we are the right people for this we, we are at the right place and and we hope to take it beyond that but one thing that we we always said from from the very very beginning so going back to 2014, when the UK Podcasters Conference started and sort of started at all, we always said that, you know, at the end of the day, every single human being deserves to do what they love to do. And, you know, we believe that with everything that new media has to offer, all of that gives everyone opportunity to do that. There is absolutely no exclusion. And it's just wonderful to see that happening in practice. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just beautiful but at the same time as i said it's it's a responsibility because now <laughs> that we started we have to continue which is which is great because we want to continue but it's also that realization that it's it's our responsibility because we, we are responsible for those transformations and it kind of makes you think twice about decisions you make it's like yeah we, we need to get this right <laughs> so it kind of adds that sense of seriousness to the whole thing <laughs> yeah but Isabella, well, today this interview hopefully serve you as one of those impacts you have made. <laughs> that yeah, we literally that the reason why that we are even talking together now, right? Yeah. Is because I went to your conference and God used many people, including yourself, to keep me to the right direction, as you say. And I don't know whether you recall before we wrap this up that really the moment that you kicked me, it's actually not this time, but uh, the year prior when you drew out that that lucky drawing thing. Yes. Uh, Right, because that morning before I stepped out of my hotel room and I was bargaining with guys, I said, listen, not my thing, you know, just listen to those beautiful British accent, Lord. Have you figured it out? <laughs> and then I uh, went in, and I remember probably it's uh, Sarah William that she was front of the door and she held a, a basket and she asked everybody to put the business card yeah. in. And I told her, I said, Listen, girl, you don't need mine. She said, Why? I said, I never want a thing. I just, <laughs> I just never want a thing. So you don't need mine. She said, no, if you don't put one in, you're not allowed to go in. <laughs> I said, okay. 
<laughs> then I put my business card in, and I happened to say in the first row that day. And so when yeah. you and Mike drew out the first prize, and go. I saw my red card, I couldn't believe it. I said, "Okay, got hammered." Yeah. <laughs> Got hammered, especially it's, uh, the speakers, free podcast hosting. So there you go, yeah, <laughs> there you go, there you go. So there, there was a sign for you there. But you see where where it gets even bigger is now you are in a position to influence other people. So we we have influenced you, and now you influence all of the other people. And I really hope that that trickle will continue to spread, and that that's what makes it just beyond comprehension the butterfly effect of everything yeah exactly so thank you so much Isabella for your time today and share your experience with all of us thank you so much for having me it's, it's a true honor to be here I trust you have enjoyed this episode as much as I did for all the information we mentioned during the show please visit kellybother.com forward slash 018. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We know you have given us your most valuable treasure, your time, and we don't take lightly. We truly appreciate it. If you enjoy the show, please share, subscribe, and give us your honest reviews on iTunes so my team and I can continuously produce valuable content for you. Don't forget all the goodies we mentioned during the show and my free gift to you is at kellybother.com. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Godly MBA podcast. For more actionable marketing tips and strategies and today's show notes, visit www.kellybotter.com.